0: You need Indeed.
1: All right, welcome back to another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. Uh, It's two in a row, two in a row for back to back.
2: Let's go. He is you act like I didn't You didn't do any podcasts all summer except for one that I was not on.
1: Only because I didn't want to keep asking you and be turned down. I would have felt no. like that that jumping, <laughs> that's, that's not you know, true. That players. is not true. No.
2: You you asked me the day before at like six p.m. Hey, could you be on at ten a.m.? No, I gotta play. I gotta kick ass in golf tomorrow. I have all to. All right, Listen,
1: be- before we get on with 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 our our pod today, which is Kelvin Sampson of the. Number one preseason, number one in the country, Houston Cougars, according to the Almanac. The almanac. I'm going to plug the Almanac because the Almanac is, uh, and, and you have it, so you could probably plug it more than I can. Uh, we sent it to you. It is going to be friends and family five. and
2: coworkers discount. Yes. Yeah. I co-worker. have not found a, I have not found a typo yet. I have not found a typo yet, so that's good. Uh, but honestly, I will say, it's awesome. You know, I I think Blue Ribbon was the standard for probably preseason basketball publications and Blue Ribbon's great, but they only get really deep into, I would say, the top 25 teams. And then the the Power Five have good breakdowns and then the mid-majors, I would say, kind of fall off, whereas the Almanac is every team is broken down the same at a high level. It's great. It it is great. It's going to be incredibly useful this year.
1: Yeah, we got everything. So if you want to buy the Almanac, uh, go to my Twitter uh, I'm shamelessly plugging it because uh, it's a bunch of young dudes that, that are trying to make a few bucks and, and just kind of make their way in the business. And I'm telling you, they are diehards. Uh, yeah. They're diehards. They did a great job, kind of split it up into conferences. We got everything, you know, hot seat. Jump seat is a cool one. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I but, did,
2: yeah. The coaches that are ready to, yeah. to take like off. You like that? I did. Like- I, yeah, I did. I know those it's guys.
1: good. 68 best games to watch. By date was pretty good. Obviously, all Americans top twenty-five, and again, that's where we uh, we got Houston ranked number one. Where most people have Carolina at number one. So we'll talk to Kelvin Sampson in a little bit about that. Uh, but first, some other AAC news, and, and that is the Memphis Tigers got hit. Uh, well, they didn't. Did, get did hit. they? They did not. <laughs> I don't get think hit. they got hit. This is what they got. This is what they got. A little, a little tap on the wrist. Not a even a lay. slap. They got nothing. They got nothing. The IRP, uh, it was the second one that this uh, so-called independent process that is going to be defunct, by the way, because it's been a a complete shit show. Um, NC State was the first one. NC State got nothing. Godfrey, I think, got a one-year show cause. Orlando Early got a six-year show cause on this Memphis one, which ties in Penny Hardaway giving improper benefits to James Wiseman for him to move from Nashville to Memphis when he was a high school player so that Penny could coach him at Memphis East and AU AAU ball. Um, they found that Penny was, uh, I guess, not guilty, right? Not guilty. Well, it,
2: it sounds like it wasn't not guilty. It was more the committee found that he had been giving charitable acts to all sorts of players, correct? Yeah. And because he had been, you know, giving it to uh, – Joe Davis and yeah. Jeff Smith and, and everybody uh, in that community, which he has been extremely charitable with his time and money in the city of Memphis. But because of that, they were able to say that it wasn't done for recruiting. But my argument to that would be, well, if you have a lot of money, you can just be charitable and then be like, Ooh, number one player. Yeah. We're going to be more charitable with him. You know what I'm? So i I mean, I could see either way T- to me. The craziest thing is, I was at Memphis the night that that went down. I remember. I, remember. I had forgot. Yes, because that was like three years ago. That was pre-COVID. Yeah, so they were
1: playing like play. Alcorn State or somebody like that, wasn't it? U- UIC. UIC. I remember because I was at. I was with my daughter. I don't know what we were doing. I think we were going to like a BU game or something, and we were in a hotel. And I did a quick video. Um, and I remember talking to you that night when it, yeah. when it all kind of came it down. It was a
2: wild deal, and I'd yes, forgot he I He played
1: three games. He played three I, games. I know. For
2: I know. And now, he, I mean, he's like, what? This is his second year in the NBA. He's an NBA third. champion. Third starter. year in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. I, I just the, the speed of this is comical. Yeah, you yeah. you cannot wait. All the like the fact that Kansas still nothing. Right. I mean this this is a joke. It, it Kansas, is totally Arizona.
1: Ridiculous. Kansas, Arizona, Louisville, all waiting, uh, and LSU would be the last one. And right. and I I would expect, but I listen. I was going to say I would expect them all. Louisville maybe was standing because I, I, they already took a postseason ban. So I think Arizona took a postseason ban too. So we'll see. But they Kansas, did that
2: with crappy teams, much like right. uh, not well Auburn for sure did. Arizona yeah. young team, yeah. Coach Miller's yeah. last year they. They weren't going to be bad, but they were, they were not a lock to make the NCAA tournament that That's year right. those young, those young guys out there. I, there has to be a better process than this. I, I cannot well, here, Here's what's going to happen, I think. Here's where it's headed, Rob.
1: From, from every source that I've talked to, where it's headed is the postseason ban is going to be a thing of the past. And instead of the postseason ban, where you're penalizing kids, they're now going to hit coaches with suspensions and not just regular season suspensions, you could well see a Bill Self get a seven-game regular season suspension and also not be eligible to coach in the NCAA tournament. It would not shock me. Now, again, things can change. Can but, you appeal I, that? Uh, not if you're in the IARP process, which, again, will be good. The, the, the greatest thing of this, I remember talking to the woman who was in charge of it when it first started up? And I remember asking her, and I said, like, all right, you got this new independent. That was a big thing, right? The word independent. Right.
2: It's not so, a biased NCAA right. person coming down on right. somebody.
1: I said, Well, whose whose rules are they following? Well, the NCAAs. I said, Who are they being trained by? Well, still the NCAA. I said, Well, how how the hell is it independent then? It's the same shit. You're just you're just putting the word independent there to make it look like it's independent, but it's the same old bullshit. And again, it took forever. And you know, that's where Greg Sankey and this this commission or committee or whatever it is, uh, are trying to speed up the process and make changes. That's
2: got to change. Yeah. But the thing is that's a killer in this. Did oh well, let me ask. Did Oklahoma State go IARP? No, they did not. So they went in and get banned from the postseason I mean that is terrible and appealed and, and lost so and appealed terrible. and lost that is terrible Stupid. my boy has every right to be oh. so furious as he should be and I'm he's sure he's the he only has- one
1: everybody else now again you could say Auburn but Auburn took it like you talked about two years ago when they weren't going to get in the NCAA tournament it was a COVID year Sharif Cooper was suspended. they weren't going anywhere right um you know all the other schools Got a slap on the ring. You know, you get a $5,000 fine, whether it's USC, South Carolina. Oh, no. Alabama. Right. Probation. That's, big that's big it, F&D. Programs, I mean, right.
2: Come
1: on. So now you you have all these coaches that are texting me the other day, and they're like, well, like, nobody's really gotten hit. Why am I going to be scared of anything of the NCAA now? Like, I'm just going to cheat my ass off. And, and again, <laughs> cheating your ass off is different now because you got NIL. Right. So exactly. you can legally cheat your ass off for the most part, but but you know again, you know we'll talk to Kelvin Sampson about this later. But you're not supposed to provide inducements for recruits nil wise. Right. Well, that that shit's going on everywhere
2: right now. Well, it is, yes, it is. Why would anyone, if they get dinged right now until the IARP is gone, why yeah. would you not go that route? Seeing everybody. It's gone, else no, you back. can't now. I don't think you so can. You can't I even think- you can't even select it.
1: You already have to have done it. You you have to be three years in the process. This is
2: a quick a quick process for the uh, IARP. Exactly. It in and out.
1: In and out. One in, well, not one and done, but might as well be because uh, it 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 sucked.
2: This feels so, weird though. I want to crush the NCAA, but yeah. it's not even. I mean, I guess it is sort of their thing. They train it these, these guys, it but it's still it's like what is what is yeah. this shit?
1: <laughs> but Penny Hardaway and Memphis were celebrating earlier this week because you know from everything I was told, Penny thought he was going to get hit.
2: Really? We all did.
1: We all did. Yeah. Everybody thought he was going to get some sort of suspension for this, and, and he got nothing. And, again, I'm done with all this. I am so over all this. Even Dickie V yeah, is, yeah. like, tweeting out, like, what are we doing? This has been f- – it's over but five years. This,
2: If you get caught cheating and they're like, oh, Coach Jeff Goodman suspended five games, you're like, all right, I've got an All-American here, balling. Like, I'll take that.
1: This is how long ago it was, Rob. This is how long ago. I don't know. I think I've told you this, but maybe I haven't. When it all broke, I was in Newport, Rhode Island with ESPN, and it all broke in the morning, and I was in Newport to cover Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward's uh, first training camp with the Boston Celtics Wow, that day, and I still did. I went there, and it was so funny. They called me the ESPN right away. They're like, hey, can you do a hit on SportsCenter? And I'm like, uh, no, hell no. I have to read up on this.
2: Like I'm not going out there. That's why they had me out there on sports center after the game. Cause you couldn't do it. I, I was, I was the, uh, I, declined. I was like,
1: I need to find out more info. I'm not going out there without having information about what this whole thing is about. Now I went out, I talked about the Celtics and uh, Kyrie was not happy with me that day or that whole month because I kept asking him about why he left Cleveland. And, uh, Kyrie didn't want to talk about
2: that. I'm sure he didn't. Yes, he did not. He did not. So
1: anyway, all right. Uh, again, buy the Almanac. Um, check my Twitter, Goodman Hoops, for that. Uh, we also got a merch store, um, new merch store that we'll we'll, we'll talk about as, as we get in. We, we I wanted to get a, a, a good shirt of you, Hummel, but Doster threw me under the
2: bus. I know. You know what? You got to know who your friends are in this business. Chad.
1: Unbelievable unbelievable
2: <laughs> it, was, the is, the it was thing the thing it's funny I shirt. get a text from from doster and he's like hey Goodman's trying to pull a fasten on you to put some picture of you on a shirt in the merch store but we're actually gonna secretly put it of him and, and tell him it's of you he tried. You, you must have checked you, I did. you clicked on it and checked that's funny. he sent me
1: like one of those like uh generic links didn't uh, have it and he's like hey here's the humble shirt tweet it out and I'm like I clicked on that baby and I was like I'm not no way. This I don't trust Oster. If so. only you
2: hadn't, if only you had. I know,
1: I know. They would have gotten me. Uh anyway. All right. Listen, uh, let's get to it. Uh let's get to Kelvin Sampson, uh, who I've known a long time, but I think you've known longer than I have, even. Uh when when he recruited you. So we'll get to uh the if coach in Oklahoma. Shut up. The coach <laughs> with the number one team in the country, Kelvin Sampson.
2: Breaking news, the Field of 68 has an online store and it's your one-stop shop for the latest and greatest merch in college basketball and college football. You can find shirts to support your favorite team, make fun of your rival team, or boast Field of 68 catchphrases like Daddy Brad, Cussin' and Discussin', and the Star Heels. Go to www.fieldof68.shop today and enter promo code TOUCHDOWN for 20% off at checkout.
1: All right, now pleased to welcome in Ah, uh, Kelvin Sampson of the Houston Cougars, and all right, Kelvin, I got to start with this. I know you recruited this knucklehead back when he was coming out of high school. Uh, give me the real, the real story. I saw him play a ton, and and I still say his vertical was probably about sixteen inches back. Oh then. man, irrelevant. <laughs> Irre-
3: irrelevant. That's that's uh, that's irrelevant. It's just like judging a loaf of bread by the uh, in the two end pieces. That <laughs> has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with Robbie Hummel. Uh, the way I would describe Robbie, in there, in there, um, I think the, uh, um, Gene was in Europe. Gene no, 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 was I was for Coach Payne. I was for yeah. Coach Payne. So probably the uh, coach that um, I was most like of the uh, old school guys was probably uh, Coach Katie um uh John Cheney, maybe a little bit um you know guys like that um Gene and I actually were good friends every year on the Nike trip I don't I say every year probably three or four years it would be we play golf it would be me and coach Katie versus uh Roy Williams and Dean Smith nice and, uh, so Coach Katie was a huge cigar smoker and uh so he would take four Cohibus, um, all uncut, because he he'd snap those things. I was I, I kept thinking he's going to snap his finger off with his cigar cutter. He smoked two on the front nine, uh, two on the back nine. And um, Coach Smith was a stickler for shots. Uh, Coach Katie and I were both probably about eleven or twelve handicap. Roy is about a four or five. Uh, Coach Smith in his day was probably about a four or five. But at that time, he was probably more like me and Gene, maybe 13 or 14. But he always massaged and uh, manipulated the stroke. So let's say he got a stroke on 15 or 16. So we get to 15 or 16. he'd say, uh, Calvin, uh, Gene, come over here. And he'd get to the scorecard and say, we have a stroke on 16. We're not going to take it on sixteen. We're going to take it on eighteen. You want to see Coach Katie blow his top? Now I was too reverent of Coach Smith to say anything. I was like, "Okay, yes, sir." He would say, "Hell no, you're not doing that. That's cheating." (laughs) So, um, like I said, I was a lot like Coach Katie. (laughs) But but um, uh, Robbie Robbie picked the uh, perfect coach perfect school. And I think if more kids chose the right coaching staff versus the name of a school, we'd have less transfers. I would agree. I would agree with that. Uh, all right. So
1: I don't know if you saw it, Kelvin, but we got a new publication called the Almanac. It, it is going to be the best preseason publication out there. If you don't have it, we'll get it to you, but I think you do have it. Um, and no, it's I, I put- don't.
3: I send it to me. I don't have it. All right. We'll or send not, it to uh, you.
1: Send it to me. So it's ridiculous. It's like 820 pages um, and we voted, a bunch of us, and the Houston Cougars are the preseason number one team in the country. Uh, Most people have North Carolina. I know right now I can tell what you're thinking. Why the hell did you do this to me? Why would you put me at number one? Um, But you guys are damn good this year. Damn good. How do you feel when I say that preseason number? You've never had that at any stop in your career, preseason number one. That's that's reserved for Duke, Carolina, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, Arizona back in the day.
3: Like, you've never had that. No, it's almost sacrilegious to vote uh, our team uh, number one. But let, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Jeff and Robbie. How many teams have been voted number one the year after they lost four starters? I can't imagine we not
2: think many. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's and that's where um, I'm getting a little confused. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I know I know what we have coming back, yeah. uh, and I know what we have uh, uh, coming in, but you know September and October is is so convoluted. you know you're you're trying to uh, help your freshmen define their games because nobody ever has which means they try to do way too much stuff they can't do. So you're trying to take a, 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 this huge piece of steak with all this fat on it and bone and, and carve it up and shape it and, and get to just the meat. You know, like um, uh, Jerry has this tool bag yeah. and his tool bag, he's got about eight moose. Uh, I wouldn't say any of them are great. Um, uh, I wouldn't say any of them are bad. Yeah. But at any point in time, he'll go pull one of the eight. So I'm trying to get that tool bag down to two. You now, what are you good at? Not what you think you're good at. Where, where's where's where do we drive the line between perception and reality? You know, and that's and I think that's uh, and, and Robbie will understand this. You know, he couldn't do in high school what he did at Purdue. Right. You know, at one point he wasn't playing against the same people. That stuff you got away with in high school it doesn't fly in college. You know, he's going every day. He's going against uh, Wan Roberts and um, Reggie Chaney. You know, those guys are in their fourth and fifth year of college. Sometimes he doesn't score because, you know, he doesn't have a defined game yet. Um, Now, when the ball hits the rim, he can get higher than anybody. He can go tip it. He can grab it. He's good at those things. But uh, offensively, I think a a coach's uh, uh, responsibility for freshmen is help them Define their game so they're not all over the place, and that's that's what we're doing for for Jairus, uh Terrence Arsono, uh, and Emmanuel Sharp. All three are very talented kids by themselves, but how do we integrate what you think you can do, which you can't, versus what we need you to do to help us win? And there and, and there is the um, there's the crux. So when I hear about uh, rankings or discussions or stuff, um, and I, and I hope all young coaches uh, will get to this point. I know Coach Katie was there, Coach Thompson, uh, Nolan Richardson, John Chaney, uh, Coach Knight, all, all the great coaches. They got to the point in their careers where nobody, they didn't really care what anybody said. They didn't think what anybody thought. And uh, now that I'm there, it's such a liberating feeling. <laughs> I'm <You> know, sure. <laughs> it, it is where you just go to work every day and if, if your name is mentioned, who cares? If it's not mentioned, who cares? I mean, you, you realize none of that stuff really matters. When did that me. change,
1: Kelvin? At what at what point in your career did that flip and you just say, you know, and maybe it was after the Indiana stuff. I don't know.
3: Yeah. I think it when I realized I was old. I'm too old. <laughs> I'm too old to worry about stuff that, that, that doesn't matter. Uh, when I was younger, um, and this is just full disclosure, I thought it was important to have, have national compliments. Sure. You know, um, I, I don't know why I thought that. Maybe um, because I had a um, discombobulated ego. Who, who knows? But I think we all uh, want to be recognized, or, or at least our team. We want our team to be recognized. And when they're not, you you know, you talk about other teams, other coaches, but, but as you get older, you um, you realize that stuff's not important you know just just do your job and and as i get older one of my responsibilities is i i try to help as many younger coaches as i can now some of those guys have teams that's better than my team, maybe. right but i still try i still still try to get them to um, focus on things that they can control and they've heard that a million times they say it but they don't do it right now in this world of social media it's a nine 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 theory. Nine people are gonna like it. Nine people's not gonna like it, and nine people don't care. You got to figure out which group of nine you're worried about. I, I would I would tell you to put a fourth nine and say um, your family, your team, and your faith. That's the only thing you need to worry about. Worry about that. that. That the other stuff really doesn't matter.
2: Coach, when you took over at Houston, this was a program that had not made the NCAA tournament in twenty of twenty-one seasons, and had a facility that you know was not considered in the, the, the top tier or even the top half tier of college basketball. And now all that's changed. And you guys have a brand-new, renovated Fortita Center, and now it's five straight trips to the NCAA tournament if, if COVID hadn't happened. You know, when you look back on this, is it just, you know, wh- what do you think about it?
3: Well, one of the questions, probably the most common question I get um, uh, asked Robbie, and I don't really know how to answer it, um, but did I think that this would happen? I think it, I thought it could happen. Uh, I thought we could win. Uh, and, and really the thing that motivated me was the other teams in the league. The Pel-Cow, I thought the most consistent program in our conference, the team that I, I wanted our program to emulate was Cincinnati. I wanted to be like Cincinnati because uh, I thought Cincinnati was what Oklahoma was when we were there. Because I think we had uh, twelve straight years where we're ranked in the top twenty-five, and that's that's pretty consistent. I thought we could be, I thought we could be consistent if we could get over the hump. Um, you know what, Mick Cronin did at Cincinnati uh, was just unbelievable. What Bob Huggins did, and I said we we can be like Cincinnati, but SMU was right there with them. Kevin Ollie was at UConn. They were my first my first year. They were coming off a national championship. So I said, it's a great league for us. Um, my biggest struggles, my biggest fight, um, my best recruits was our administration. I don't think they thought we could win. And, and the reason I say that is the level of the program was supported. Now, you can say what you want, but I, I saw the facilities. I saw the locker room. I saw the, um, uh, the travel Itineraries. I saw the food budget. I saw how these kids were treated versus the way Cincinnati was. Yeah. Yeah. All these ads want to win until they find out what their commitment has to be. Yeah. You know, they they want you to win, and when you don't, they're going to fire you. And that's one of the questions I I asked the administration. I said, the last sixteen years you've had four coaches. Now I'm not a math major, but as every four years you fire a coach, so what's going to change? Something has to change. Or four years from now, you're going to fire me. Uh, well, you're, you're this kind of, no, no, it's not about the coach. It's about the administration. Uh, coaches win games. Coaches and players win games, mostly players, but coaches recruit those players. Coaches and players can get to the point they can win games, but you can't win a championship without an administration that has a commitment. So I put it on their lap. You know, I talked to them about chartering flights. You know, uh, I remember my first year we flew to uh, East Carolina. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We flew to Raleigh, North Carolina, and bus to Greenville. Uh, coming coming back, I think it was a midweek game. We had a 4:30 uh, wake up the next morning after the game in Greenville. We flew back to. I'm sorry, we drove back to Raleigh, and so we had a 4:30 wake up. I think we had a 6:50 flight. Might have been a 6:15 flight um out of rdu we get there and there was fog so the flight was delayed it was pushed back from six six thirty let's say to seven thirty then to eight thirty we didn't leave until almost five that afternoon so our kids got up at four thirty, uh wake up call busted the airport waited in the airport um we literally uh, got money because you know we don't bring cash Those kids had no money. So we had to give them money and to help them get some food. Uh, And then we got back at um, what what, seven o'clock, 7.30. That was on a Wednesday. Uh, Let's say Thursday we got back. And then we had a game Saturday. So now think about Cincinnati, the team that I wanted to emulate, they chartered everywhere. Uh, Now that that motivated me to go back and knock on some doors. After practice at Cincinnati, they have a hot meal waiting on their kids at SMU, at UConn, at all those top schools. So don't say you want to be something and fund it this way, but have expectations this way. So if you don't, if if we're going to stay where we are with our support and and, uh, what we have, then don't have high expectations. Quit firing coaches, give them a lifetime contract, say winning doesn't matter. and so when we got through through that, uh, the guy that really helped get this going was uh, Mac Rhodes, who's now the AD at uh, Baylor. Then the guy, <laughs> then the guy that took took off from him that did a phenomenal job is now the AD at Arkansas, uh, Hunter check Those those two guys were the guys that that uh, I felt like I bonded with. I, I felt like they were they they were listening. A lot of guys hear you, but they were listening. And then they got Doctor. Uh, our president, Renaud Couture, uh, on board, and she loves athletics.
0: I just don't think there was a
3: path, there was a vision uh, for it. You know, Sometimes the administrators, if you don't ask them, they're not gonna give it to you. You know, and that's one of human beings' greatest, greatest weaknesses is to ask for something you really want or really need because passive aggressive, we're afraid of confrontation, we're afraid of no, and that's another advantage, I guess, of getting old is uh, What's the worst thing you can gonna do? Tell you no. Right. So uh, we, uh, I when I took the job, I had already talked with Mac Road. We had, and I didn't want a, um, a handshake agreement. Uh, we tied building the um, facility, the construction facility, facility to my buyout clause. So I agreed to a high, high buyout clause. Um, but every time that there's, but we put in milestones on, on for instance, a construction fence. I can't tell you how excited I got when I saw that construction test. And then when they brought in those front loaders and those bulldovers, those land movers, um, I wanted to run around with the birthday hat on. I said, this is happy birthday. Look what we got going. And then um, um you could just see it. I mean, I don't I don't drive in that way. I drove I drove in uh down Holman and turned left on Cullen. Every day, I think, for 16 months because I couldn't wait the next day to see the the upgrade the improvements, how much construction uh, that they were doing on that facility. So construction, I, I took the job um, April 3rd, 2014, April, May, June. That construction fence was up in June. Wow. They were digging dirt in July wow. and August. Okay. And so from April 14th, to uh january of 2016 we moved into that facility now we got something cooking right now we got a little something going before when we brought a recruit on campus not just me uh tom penders ray mccallum all all those guys they had you know you're not going to take them to high fines i'm sorry you're not going to take them over there so you took them to your office and you had these little drawings they had for 10 years and said here's what it's going to look like um but it, it never got to that point. And then uh, I think the critical the critical uh, uh, juncture in this whole deal was uh, a meeting I had with Tillman Fertita. And um, um, you know Tillman's a high achiever. Uh, he also has a rough edge to him. So when you're dealing with somebody like that, you can't go in passive. You know you can't go in there and float like a butterfly. You know you got to sting like a bee with a dude like him now. So I looked at him and told him, I think we can win a national championship here. I said, it's going to be hard in football because of the way the rules are set up. You know, we're a non-Power 5 football team. Non-Power football teams have a hard time. Cincinnati did it last year, which tells you what an unbelievable job Coach Fickle and his staff did. To be in in the playoffs at Cincinnati, he was representing the dreams of everybody. Um, But in basketball, we're all the same. Uh, But we're not all the same. So, but at least we have the same path. It's like a, a George Mason, the VCU, it yep. uh, yep. like that can get to a final four. And I, and, I, and I talked to him about that, but I said, we've got to do something with fines. And I played on this, this was the um, uh, kind of a, my mantra with him was that he was the chairman of the uh, Board of Regents. And usually when you're the chairman of the board, I didn't know he was the chairman of the Board of Regents for 10 years. I thought they did. I thought you, of the next guy came and you went off and the next guy came on, right? But I said, wouldn't it be awesome that during your uh, tenure here, that the legacy you left as the chairman of the Board of Regents, region, that we would have a brand new arena to move us into this, this next phase of uh, how we want to build our basketball program? Um, now, when you talk to Tillman, he's got two iPads, a laptop, a phone, and he's got a million things going. So you got to figure out whether he's hearing you or listening to you. And that's why I threw the, the national championship thing out. At least I want him to, to say, what? What did you say? <laughs> so, um, but long story short, he wrote us a check for $20 million. Wow. And that uh, jump-started everything. the uh, fundraising for the uh, Fertitta Center. And that thing is, uh, you guys have seen it. It's its one of the... Beautiful. Yeah, and awesome. it is. And it's the right size for us. Some people say, well, uh, it only seats 7,100. That's right. It only seats 7,100. And we fill it up just about every night, whether it's conference or non-conference. And if it's a non-conference game that doesn't draw well, 5,000 to 7,000-seat arena is like 20,000 to 22,000-seat arena. We only have 2,000 empty seats. Yep. So, yeah. and that that uh, environment in there drives uh, our home court advantage. Coach, how special has
2: it been to to maybe get to know better Hakeem Olajuwon? I know he was really helpful for Josh Carlton last year, and he's been around your yeah. program. Just maybe talk a little bit about that and how cool it's been to see him interact with your guys.
3: You know, every year since I've been here, uh, I always have Elvin Hayes talk to the team every year. Because I, I want – I want our t- kids to understand, uh, history. You know, uh, there was people that came before us, you know, in, in my opinion, the, uh, uh, the coach for the university of Houston that will always be known for basketball in basketball is coach Guy B. Lewis. You know, right, to right. me, he, to me, he represents, um, the glory days of Houston basketball. um, um should be a hall of famer. Well, he's a hall of famer, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um to have him as is the name on the uh, uh on our building is is an honor but the guy that got this thing going was elvin hayes you know the game the game of the century the first game of the century was ucla and houston in uh 1968 i still remember being a little boy watching that game with my father we might have had to move the uh rabbit ears around or <laughs> or at least uh, uh, fold the antenna on top of the uh, rabbit ears a little tighter to get good coverage. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember that game, and I was so blown away when I got to meet Elvin. Now and I've been here eight years, he does our our uh, color for our radio broadcast. Uh, but I, I just, you know, it's just such an honor to have a guy like Elvin um, talk to our kids. They don't they don't know who he is. I tell him to go go Google Google him, you know, and then they know who uh, they know who Dream is. But Dream Dream is so humble uh, and such a nice man. He's a nice person to everybody. He's so polite, thoughtful. He he has no ego about anything. Uh, He'll do anything for you. Uh, I've never heard him say a bad word about anybody. and I've never heard anybody say a bad word about him. But his um, he's he's got such a calming disposition that he breaks down your your barriers of intimidation. You know, a lot of kids are intimidated when they see someone that a giant in the game. Um, but he makes you feel at ease, and um, that's that's why when he when he wants to swing by practice, uh, coach, what you know, with his accent, he's always what, "Coach, coach, what time practice today?" Um, so when he comes by, he always comes by with a friend. Uh, it comes and sits on the baseline. Um, it's always an honor uh, for us when a team comes. So uh, you uh, just got
1: through having a, a heck of a recruiting class coming in. You mentioned them: uh, Jarris Walker, Terrence Arsenault. Jarris is a top 10-ish player. I, I don't, you know, I don't know the last top ten player that they got at Houston, but it's been a while. Arsenault, I saw, I saw a boat a summer ago. Loved Arsenault at the Peach Jam. You know, you've, you've recruited high-level players before. You've coached them, right? I mean, Eric Gordon, you've had plenty of them, Blake. But you haven't had them at Houston. And your culture at Houston, I think we all know, has been based on toughness, grit, getting these kids that, that weren't heavily recruited to play so damn hard and together. Right. Do you worry at all? Do you worry at all bringing in those guys now? Because, let's face it, it's not the same. I don't want to say the culture is different now than it was when Eric Gordon came in. I know Eric Gordon. I mean, that kid was all about the right things. Blake, I thought was all about the, not to say, you know, these kids aren't, but
3: it's different now with social media. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I remember my first conversations with Jairus is actually when we were quarantined in Indianapolis during the final four, you know, Uh, For some reason, I I still remember the room number and the floor. We were were in that room for almost, um, I don't know how many days. It was a long time. Um, But during the day, you know, we would uh, uh, just recruit. Uh, I'll give an example. Uh, By the time we lost to Baylor in that semifinal game, before we got on the plane to go home, we already had Josh Carlton and Kyler Evers committed for the following year, um, so that we already had two huge building blocks. And then after we got back home, probably within a month, we had uh, uh, Tajay Moore. Uh, so, um, but one of the uh, one of my assistants, Quantus wife, who did an unbelievable job uh, with Jerris. He talked to me about Jairus. Pulled up some video. We watched him on a laptop. And um, when I when I looked at him, um, I thought I was looking at Antonio McDice. Remember him? Yeah, yes. That's absolutely. kind of where he much size wise. You know, six nine and mobile. That doesn't shoot like Antonio, but that size and mobile and athletic like that. Um, so we started talking, and uh, he said, "Coach, I I, I like your pearl. I Really want to come for a visit." Um, okay, how do kids want to come to Houston for a visit? <laughs> you know, I'd like to go and visit the University of Hawaii. Don't want to sideways, but I'd like to visit. <laughs> um, so as we got further, and I got to know his family. They're, they're the ones that blew me away, his, his mom and dad. Um, they're, they're just, uh, they're, they're proud of who they are. Uh, they're sons and daughters of immigrants. They're high achievers. They're extremely, extremely smart, articulate, uh, very protective of uh, Jairus. Uh, every one of her kids, their daughters, are all, all successful people. Uh, volleyball players at the um, uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, uh, graduate, St. Joe University graduate, and, and they're, all, they're all doing well in life. And Jairus is the baby. And so, you know, you reap the tea leaves when you recruit a kid. It's the oldest, the baby, the middle child. You know, you kind of, over the years, you kind of know what you're, you're dealing with. But, but Jerris was very, uh, per, he was very protective, uh, protected by his family. But in a good way. In a good way. Um, so as I started talking to his father, his father said, I like the way you coach. Um, uh, and the other schools were doing it for phenomenal job. You know, we we all know what a great recruiter Bruce is and uh, Nate, uh, those guys. Um, So we just kept building a relationship at the end of the day. That's it. You have to have a relationship of trust, but as, as it went on, I I, I made sure they knew what they were getting into, but they watched every game.
1: They knew, they knew who you were.
3: They knew, they knew who, but here's what I loved, uh, Jeff. That's what they wanted. They wanted, they, Uh, Horace, the dad, Horace wanted Jairus to go play for a program that could get the best out of their son. Where where can I send him? And he had had great choices. All all of those coaches could do that. Uh, But I think the uh, the, the factor was uh, a big factor in that was uh, the job Qantas did early. Qantas, you know, a great assistant coach is circle the bases. They close the circle. You know, girlfriend, uh favorite aunt sisters you know right two dogs oh. oreo and Siri. whatever their names are <laughs> they 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 know they know it all so they felt like a comfort zone and i fact, think the fact that all my sisters are former players hollis price quantus white and kelly those are our three main recruiters right now they they played here they they know they know what to say but more importantly, uh, they know how to massage things. They know how to answer the question uh, because they played for uh, they played for me. Um, but um, uh, Jarrett's never wavered. Now he took he took all his visits. Uh, I can't remember all the schools he visited, but he did. But he did take all his uh, visits. But I always felt like we were going to be one of two uh, at the end. Um, wouldn't it surprise me had he not come here. But it didn't surprise me that he did. Um, went to uh, IMG in Bradenton uh, uh, a lot just to sit down with him. But I did the same thing Beaumont Beaumont United with uh, Terrence, his mother and father. We we do good recruiting kids, it's the mother and the father. We're only dealing with the mom and the dad. We we do really good. Terrence was the mom and the dad. Uh, Jairus was the mom and the dad. Now, Jairus is... Uh, uh, Aau coach named Mookie w- was phenomenal. He he's high level. Uh, I mean, we he he knew exactly where Jerris needed to go. Uh, you could you couldn't
1: get you couldn't get Hummel through the mom and the dad. What happened there?
3: Um, didn't have enough time to close the circle. That's man. true. He,
2: he only got to recruit me for like literally a month or yeah, two months. It wasn't yeah, a we, weird we're time.
3: Uh, I remember going to. Uh, um, uh east chicago and what was the guard's name more
2: etwan more yes
3: yeah i thought he was unbelievable that that class uh those two guys at the end of the day there's those two guys more and humble those are two that i wanted but um that's the way it goes <laughs> I, I
2: gotta say though coach i gotta thank you you did get me out of algebra two class
3: you came to <laughs> boppa high school and
2: i got to leave <laughs> so that was great that was great it was good visit with you that's <laughs> it Coach, you, you, you lost Marcus last year to injury. You get him back this year. How is his health, and what do you expect from him this this season?
3: Well, more importantly, Robbie, what would you shoot today? Uh, 78.
2: Yeah, that's right, Jeff. All he does –
1: hey, hey, Kelvin,
2: <laughs> he doesn't
1: work. All he does is complain about how hard he works for five months of the year, and the other seven months, I'm telling you, he's played – how many rounds did you play this offseason,
2: Rob?
3: Like I shoot 78. That, I don't know
2: how many rounds but I don't it's want worked. to say how many. Yes, rounds it's either. worked for him. <laughs> yeah. You got to put the work here.
3: Where do you, where do you live, uh Robin? In
2: It's Chicago, in Chicago. Where, so where golf season's out. winding down. We're we're, yeah, we're about we're, out of what, weather here. What, what course you play today? Uh Evanston Golf Club. Uh you play middle tees or back tees? Uh it was it's like 6600 yards, but it would That's be strong. the middle tees, but That's strong.
3: Tree That's line weird. open.
2: Yes. You can spray it, but if you do, you're going to have a, you're going to have a hard time getting to the green.
3: I'm saying you're about 285 off to the tee. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Okay. Okay. Marcus, Marcus, um, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how many strokes I'm going to get. Uh, Marcus, <laughs> but when I come oh,
2: down, we're playing.
3: There you go. Uh, Marcus is, um, um, uh, he, he's the right kind of best player because he's, he's, uh, a hard worker, um, you know, I, I you know I like uh, thinking outside the box with edits. You know, I just don't like showing stuff. Like uh, one of the one of the edits that I show our players is the importance of hitting singles. Like we have a we have a clip of Tom Brady playing against um, can't remember who the team is, um, but he threw for three hundred sixty six yards and didn't complete a pass past ten yards. Wow. He throw he'd throw uh, swing passes and they run for thirty. He'd throw a button hook, a hook, and they come back, he break the tackle and run for 40. A five-yard out, catch it, 12 yards, a 10 yard in, catch it, but he dink and dink and dink, but they're all singles. Then you throw, show him a film of Patrick Mahomes where he's throwing 50 yards on a clothesline, and the guy makes a phenomenal catch, 50 yards. Then we go back to Tom Brady's 10 yard pass where he run for 40. That's 50 yards. They're both 50 yards. You're you're not Patrick Mahomes. There's not, there's only one or two of them in the world. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of guys that can throw it five yards and 10 yards. And, and so getting kids to, and that's one of the things that we sell them on uh, cut down on mistakes and turnovers, just make the simple play. Marcus is the master of that. Mark Mark Marcus is like the catcher and a no-hitter. You know, you, you can go. The whole game, and just just remember, that guy's a really good shooter. He was our best defender. He led us in steals. He made all of the the extra passes. He he does all that stuff. We played Alcorn State last year. Um, uh, don't remember the score, but Marcus um, had six steals in that game. He he led us in floor burns. You know, all the all the all the, uh, all the stars want to play when the lights come on. The, the guys that are winners that you can count on day in day out over the course of six months are guys like Marcus. You know, he's, um, he's, uh, I wanted him, I wanted him back, not for his points. You know, we'll, we'll figure out who can score a point. You know, it's like Bob Stoops said, you know, when Bob was coaching football at Oklahoma, a, a receiver would transfer and everybody would just start, you know, panicking and Rob, Bob said, well, don't forget, he, he only caught seven passes last year. We'll we'll find somebody who catch, catch seven passes. <laughs> um, so, but Mark, Marcus is the right kind of best uh, player. He, he wants to win. Uh, when uh, he called me, um, I talked to him a couple of days before his uh, announcement that he's coming back uh, came out. And we talked about, you know, uh, staying true to who you are. I didn't have to say that to him. That kid is, when he got here, I think he was a top 300 players. He wasn't even ranked in the top 200. Right. Um, I think there's two schools in the state of Texas that offered him a scholarship, us and UTEP. That's it. Um, so what did you guys see in him? I liked him. I I'm, I don't care who else is recruiting somebody when I offer him a scholarship. I like you. I like you. I don't like you because somebody else likes you. I like you because I like you. He can shoot. Yeah. Um, And he was tough, not a great ball handler, a little overweight. you know what? That's why you have strength coaches. That's why you have system coaches. We can get him better. It's hard to teach somebody to be a really good shooter. You make them better, but you can't make them outstanding. Marcus is an outstanding shooter. Every time he shoots the ball, um, I think it's going in. Armani Brooks, uh, Quentin Grimes. Um, I've had a lot of really good shooters over the years. I always thought their balls were going in. I've
1: had some kids where I, I don't think their mom's ever going to go away. <laughs> hey, you, you turn uh, 67 next week, Wednesday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 67. All right. So, 67. Jay Wright retired at, I don't know, 60. You know Roy was gone. Like, everything's changing in, in college basketball, and we're all talking about, you know, so much change so quickly and how it's going to force a lot of you older guys out earlier than expected, than you would, you, would, you would want to go do out. Do you feel that way at all, Kelvin, or do you just feel like, hey, I got to adapt and I still love it? And obviously you got it rolling there.
3: Um, this is a true story, uh, Jeff and Robbie. The entire time I recruited Jairus and Terrence and Emmanuel, NIL never came up any of those three guys i never talked about it and they never asked me i, I kept waiting for him to ask me you you would think jared's people would know. okay if he goes there what what's he going to get because this might be what he's going to get over here where you he, but they they never mentioned it um terrence's uh mother and father uh he comes from a uh, uh mother and father are have full-time jobs they work all day every day uh terrence's uh Mother and father uh, work all day, every day. One of them works with a truck driving company. The other one uh, works at a UPS uh, store. Uh, just workers. Um, we had an advantage on Terrence because of, um, Kellen did an unbelievable job closing the circle on Terrence. But Terrence had been over to our games. He, he knew what to expect. Uh, Emmanuel's father was his high school coach. High school coaches like us. So, but nobody ever mentioned NIL. Now, once they got here, you know, we have, uh, you know, uh, some people that are responsible for that. And, you know, our kids understand what the rules are. When they sign an NIL deal or have an NIL deal, they have a form they have to fill out and it goes in. And sometimes I'll ask, you know, Marcus does good. Uh, Jarvis does really good. But that's after they get here. I have zero inches. I, we're, we're not making any NIL deals to come here here now, you're looking for an NIL deal, then this is not the place for you. Um, but after you get here, we, we play the game. I want, our, I want our kids to have every advantage everybody else has. I'm two feet in with NIL. I'm just not two feet in with offering money or offering a deal to get a kid to come here. And, and I have not done that, and I don't plan on doing it. So NIL deal, uh, we may miss on some kids uh, because of that. But that's okay. I've been missing on kids for 34 years. Most hey, of we is kids.
1: Kellen being the coach in waiting, I want to know is he trying to push you out? I mean, he wants his <laughs> job at some point. Like, you can't go on to like Bayheim at 77.
3: No, God, no. Please, somebody, somebody just stick a 22 in the back of my ear and just say, out of your misery god i can't imagine that you'll be on the beach hey you'll be on the yeah. beach and, you so. know um uh, one of the things that helps me is i have two grandkids and um full disclosure i'm not sure i should say this but sometimes you know practice is not going good and you're we've already been out there for hour and a half hour 45 two hours right over and i'll look at kellen and i'll say uh kellen uh you take him I just go play with the grandkids. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, Let yeah. him deal with it. Yeah, you 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 deal. Just today, i have I'm, I'm caught about as far as I can with it. Uh, um, if I stay here five more minutes, I'm gonna kick him out. Then we're gonna have to get up at six o'clock, and I do not want to get up at six o'clock tomorrow morning. So I'm gonna go play with Maisie, Jade, and Cal- and Kyla, Ned, and we're gonna have a good time uh, this afternoon. They- as they say Papa is now nobody else probably does, but Maisie and Colin think Papa's pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Coach, I, I wanna I want to ask you this just because I've always been curious about this. I got to see firsthand how good your team was at Indiana. You have Eric Gordon, you have DJ White, and then role guys that are really good players, too. You know, Jordan Crawford and Jamarcus Ellis. And yeah, do you ever think back to that team and just think about what maybe could have happened just because of how good? They were?
3: Um, who else was on that team? Uh, Armand Bassett.
2: Ar- 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 Armand, really good player. Offord.
3: Right, Crawford? Yeah. I think when uh, – yeah, Jordan Crawford. I think when Armand transferred uh, to Ohio, the next year, the next year I think he had 32 against Georgetown uh, in the NCAA yes. tournament. he did. Uh, Jordan um, – um, uh tone ellis was uh jack of all trades um yeah uh dj uh i just talked to dj last week for like an he, hour he's
2: working an nba team right yeah did, did He just get
3: hired he, well he calls me and said coach I, I need you to make a call for me because he was applying for a job with the uh oklahoma city thunder uh as a uh scout uh development assistant coach uh type role and i i knew those guys over there and we just started talking he's got three beautiful daughters um i could hear him he was being daddy that day because i could hear his daughters in the background and uh, just just i I love talking to dj eric love eric and his mother he and his mother come to uh a lot of games Um, um no i don't i don't think about that uh, as far as what it uh, could have been but I, I do think about how much i enjoyed coaching those kids and, and what great kids they were for us the thing i remember about that team was um, uh how tough they were and how how well they played together uh, even though eric was the best player I just, there was no jealousy on that team now um um how far they could have gone? I don't know. I think the Final Four that year was uh, Memphis it was loaded. It was like Memphis, North Carolina, North Carolina and and it was Kansas, Kansas, was, Kansas right? yes, yeah, all the all the top teams. Yeah, I, know, yeah, I don't know good. if we were good as we were as good as those teams, but we were we were as good or better as any any team we played that year. Well, DJ you know White
2: might be nice to talk to, but it sure sucked, Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah. our centers has got yeah. in foul trouble i'm 190 yeah. pounds out there trying yeah. it it was i loved uh, i love
3: coaching uh dj white but i think you have to give a lot of credit for for dj to mike davis yep you know he, he doesn't come to indiana without mike and mm. um um i remember talking to him when i got there uh i always respected those guys loyalty uh uh to mike and uh and that was something that I wanted to build their trust, like Mike had. Because it had, were not for Mike, I wouldn't have had those kids, uh, those kids there. So, um, um, you know, sometimes the guy you re- the guy you replaced, uh, nobody wants to give that guy any credit. They only just want to, you know, tear him down or find something wrong with him or nitpick this or nitpick that. But I I'll say that. Um, um, Mike Davis had a lot to do with our success that first year. Hey, Kelvin, probably
1: the best atmosphere I've ever been in, and it it may be recency bias, but was this past year when uh, Chris Beard went back to Texas Tech. I've never seen anything so hostile. The only other one that I can probably compare – might've been the one where Eric Gordon went to Champagne. I was there yes. for that one. Oh God. I mean, you remember that that was insane security yeah.
3: guards, everything. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, uh, I talked to Chris, um, um, uh, you know, we, we, we usually scrimmage every year and, um, you know, we, we, we talked about, we talked about that and I love scrimmage in Texas. Uh, Tech, because I always felt like they made us better and I think they they felt the same way um and uh Chris would always ask me to you know say a few words to his team and I would say a few words to his and then uh when I saw that he left and went to Texas you just kind of wanted to cringe because you knew what was coming
1: yeah
3: um but um but Texas, that was at least it. that was a, at least on a
1: coach like with yeah. Eric, I just thought it was so tough because it was a freshman. It was – he was yeah.
3: a kid. Yeah, his mother and father were just awesome. Yeah. Um, his mother and father was just awesome. I, I remember uh, the security. Uh, but University of Illinois is a tough place to play anyway. Yes, they, they're is. always good. They always have a great coach. They always have a great program. Uh, those, those fans there, it's one of the – you know, you always talk about, you know, Kansas's environment or – or Duke's environment, uh, the environment that gets kind of lost in this whole thing is Illinois. Illinois fans are unbelievable, man. And then not just that night. That night, that night, we just threw, you know, we just squirted some lighter fluid on the old charcoals, and, and the flame flew <laughs> up uh, for the night. But there, you know, um, when when Tom takes his Michigan State team in there, that's not exactly a picnic now. You know, oh, it's so, Robert, Robert remembers what it was like to, for Purdue to go to Champagne. No, it's, it's no a, joke. A, it yeah, is no joke. That's an unbelievably good fan base.
1: Well, listen, uh, we really appreciate you taking a few. Uh, your stories are, are priceless. I mean that. Like, your storytelling has gotten better over the years. And it was always good. But it, most people, as you get older, you're going to forget. <laughs> Maybe you're just embellishing some of it. I don't know. But they're damn good and, Like and a fine wine. Exactly.
3: There you go. There you go. The um, I thought the, the um kind of the underrated discussion here was, was me nitpicking uh Hummel's golf game. So when we <laughs> so Hey so when, when I come down to do a golf. Houston game this year, we're going
2: out to play too. Uh,
3: come on, man. You got it. you got, it. We, got it. we got some unbelievable courses. Uh yeah down Houston's come got down some here games. and play. Come down here and play. I will. I listen to
2: you up on that.
1: Really appreciate it. The the preseason. Number one, Houston Cougars. I know you're cringing,
3: but you got to wear it.
1: Wear it proudly. Well
3: I, well, I used to say that in 50 Cent, won't get a cup, cup of coffee at McDonald's, but now it's like 250. <laughs> that's right. That's
1: right. <laughs> All right, we'll see you soon.
3: Thanks, okay. Coach. Thanks, guys. Thanks you having me on. Thanks. You got
1: it. Take care.